Welcome to the Fully Expressed Podcast with Karenna. This is a space where we get to talk about different topics that truly invite us into our fullest expression in life, relationships, and business. Today, we get to listen to the second live panel interview that we did at the podcast launch party. For those that didn't know, we did do a podcast launch party back in October, and it went so beautifully well, and I'm so grateful that I get the opportunity to share with you the live interviews that we did there. Everyone really walked away with such powerful takeaways. The engagement was amazing. I got such amazing feedback. And this next guest that I interviewed, her name is Lucy Lampy. Lucy and I met about a year ago where I was really exploring what it meant to just further explore myself sexually, thinking about hiring a sex and relationship coach. Her and I truly hit it off. And so she also lives here in California and San, near, near San Diego, California. And I invited her to come on to the event. And this is one juicy conversation. I mean, Lucy freaking brought it to the day. So please let me introduce you to Lucy. And here we go. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Lucy Lampy. Is that how I say last name? Lampy. Right? Okay. Um, because the way that I met Lucy, so about a year ago to this date, I did a wild feminine embodiment shoot at Black's um, to really kind of capture my embodiment. Um, and it was probably the most magical thing. You should reach out to Megan. Uh, reach out to Megan. But Megan is best friends with Lucy. And I was talking to Megan about how I'm really thinking about, you know, searching into more like sex courses, intimacy, creating deeper relationships, working with a sex and trauma form coach. And so that's how I met Lucy. I'm going to let her introduce herself. But I got on the phone with Lucy and immediately within a minute, I felt like it was so easy to talk to you. Um, I found out that Lucy is also Peruvian. So if you guys don't know, I'm Peruvian and so she's Peruvian. And so we just like really vibed on that. And I walked away from that being like, oh, I'm going to work with you someday. <laughs> um, just because of how you met me on the call and how safe you were on the call and also just how playful and real and honest you are. And if you've ever seen her social media content with her and her husband, they literally embody that at their home. And so she has really been such an inspiration to me. And so I invited her today to be here. And so thank you for saying yes. Thank you. Um, do you want to introduce yourself for me? Sure. sure. It's funny because in the introduction, in the in the one group, in our little number one group, I was like, yeah, I think we met on a discovery call for something about a course. But no, it was Megan. It was Megan. It was Megan. I mean, we did have a discovery call, but Megan was the one. She was next. One. She was the link. Yeah. Oh, my God. I fucking love Megan. Okay, great. She's in Mexico right now. Anyways, side conversation. Um, yeah, so I'm Lucy Lampy, and uh, I actually, I live, I'm up in, in Carlsbad, but I am from Peru, and uh, I moved over to the States when I was really young, been in California about 11 years, and I live in uh, just, you know, up the, uh, up up street with my husband, Ryan. We've been married almost 17 years uh, in less than two months, yeah, and then we have four kids, ages seven through almost 16, so busy, uh, full full life. But um, yeah, a lot of the work that I do has to do with that wild feminine embodiment and really reclaiming all these parts of ourselves, you know, our inner slut, our inner witch, our inner medicine woman, our inner crazy bitch, like all these things that we tend to kind of 
distill. You know what I'm talking about. He's like, get all crazy. Yes. All the, all, the, all the men in relationships are like, I know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I am the biggest crazy bitch I know. Okay, my husband, yeah, we've been through it. And we got married in college. We were 20. So, you know, like we didn't know jack shit about trauma and attachment styles and all of our stuff. So we got to navigate all of that while being parents, while trying to make life work. Uh, yeah. So a big catalyst for us that, that I tend to touch on a lot is when Ryan, who's a veteran and he was an avid surfer, he's very athletic. He's just anything he does. He's fully in 100 percent obsessive, including me, which is how he got me. So <laughs> um, and uh, he had this mysterious pain in his body and it was in his nervous system and nobody could figure it out. So for about two and a half years, this um, I was pregnant with our fourth child um, and we had one baby and then two in school, and he started to have all of this pain, and it wasn't going away. It was it was just getting worse. So for about two and a half years, he was disabled from doing a lot of the things that he was used to doing. He couldn't even bend over and change a diaper most of the time, um, and he got really depressed. So that was a big catalyst, like a big wake-up call for me. To, to I had just relied on him, outsourced, you know, I didn't know it at the time my happiness, my pleasure, my joy, my peace to him because he was that rock that could hold it until he wasn't and he couldn't. And I developed an autoimmune disorder during that time too at the end of that pregnancy, which lasted another year. Um, so it was, uh, that was my hell. I'm like, this is insanity. Nothing is changing. Nothing's getting better. And that was a big wake-up call. So that sent me on this trajectory to, to just look outside of what I thought was permissible in the particular faith that I had grown up in. And it led to, you know, getting into my, um, uh, getting into more kink, getting into my witchy practices, into self-pleasure practices. I pole dance. I, I sell dildos. But like, I, you know, I just all these things that I do now. That's <laughs> sex coach. Um, but it goes so much deeper than that. It's, it's really reclaiming the fullness of who we are as, as human beings, and especially as women. And that just snowballed into this beautiful thing that we have now. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that great? So I'd love for you to share, like, how was it, I guess, going from focusing on your husband to, like, focusing on you? What did that transition look like? Oh, okay. So you know that whole um, attitude of, like, I don't need no man. Yeah, I had that. But, like, I was married. <laughs> that was really awkward. Of like, I hate that I need you, so I'm going to not need you. And I'm going to be very independent. I got everything. And I was already the working parent. And so he, anyway, it was just... um it was a lot. It was it was a it was a wild learning curve um, to figure out how to identify who I am outside of just my relationship, and while not being the cold, distant bitch that I often wanted to be, of like, well, that's your you problem, that's your feelings, that's your trauma. But it was really a practice. Like when you guys talk about repetition, yeah, you you put in the reps. You you have a conflict, and you realize, oh. Uh-huh. I wasn't kind. I was I was just really mean. Um, what if what would it look like for me to be more of an embodiment of love and compassion and truth, but like big T truth from the soul, not the little T from my little wounded, scared ego? That's like so. These um, there was just a lot of that from both ends, and a lot of navigating the messiness of just healing. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, and, and we've we've learned some some things along the way that I get to teach yeah. now that helps. Like what? Um, 
So for example, holding space, right? Have you ever ho- heard what about holding space? Yeah. Anybody know? Okay. Yeah. So as a shah. So what that does and doesn't actually look like in a way that serves the union, not just what serves a sense of peace, because what I would see Ryan do and what I see a lot of what I hear from a lot of men is that they're like, I'm supposed to be this emotionless, stoic, immovable tree. And she gets to lose her shit and go crazy. And I'm not supposed to feel things. No, no, bro. Like, it doesn't serve anybody for you to be emotionless because then she doesn't feel your heart. So it's it's just the subtle dance, uh, or not so subtle sometimes, of really revealing our hearts without getting lost in the illusions of all of our fear, you know? So um, that's one big thing. I know it's not logistically a step-by-step thing. In the no, that's, that's so much. I mean, you talk to so much of that. It's like also inviting the man. Because I feel like as women, there can be this known as like, you're emotional. You have so much going on. You always have a lot to say. You're always talking about everything. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, we, are. we are. I mean, yes, <laughs> we are. And I mean, being someone that didn't learn to express that stuff, I mean, like, yes, we do get to be more expressive. Yes, we are very connected. Um, but how is it to receive your husband in actually expressing himself, actually being with the emotions? Because I love that in my relationship where we get to meet each other the entire way. But I'm so curious, how was it for you when he started to actually express himself, actually meet you and he expre- in his own expression. How did that look like? Well, Ryan's always been very expressive and he's a cancer. So I'm a Capricorn. I mean, we're, we both very, we meet in our Scorpio-ness, if anybody is from, yeah. So that's, that's what you see on my social media. They're like, oh, this makes sense. But he was the one that taught me how to really feel. So he, I was just very closed off, yeah, massive abandonment wound. You know, just I can't let you in too much. Or what if you break my heart or you die? You know, that was my biggest fear when we first got married. He's going to die because he would do all these crazy shit. And um, it's, you know, when he started to be able to express his his emotions, his heart, and I could and I started to be able to just receive it and witness it without trying to fix it. Because when I was so deeply uncomfortable with my own feelings, I couldn't handle looking at his and a lot of times it's flip-flopped, you know, in relationships with the man and the woman. But I, it was so uncomfortable. I'm like, let me fix it. Let me just make you, what can I do to make you feel better? And he's like, I just want you to be with me, damn it. You know, like, why can't you just be with me? So, um, again, that was part of the messy bits. But, um, again, practice, repetition, learning how to really speak from this deep wisdom center, this grounded, rooted wisdom in our hearts instead of this flighty, like, but I'm so scared. What if you do? What if I get hurt in this? And when we started to be able to communicate from that space and really see each other, that changed the way that we, it became less about the mechanics of how we're communicating and more about meeting hearts. Like being in it and just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You did talk a little, I can totally relate to like, I mean, I've definitely done better about this in my relationships, but past relationships, the minute that there was anything wrong, they opened up vulnerably they told me that they needed something i went straight to fixing yes and i was like i need to fix i need to do this what can i do do you want to go to therapy do you want to do this blah, 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 blah. like and then they're like we project. have to it yeah and then they become projects or they become like then it just took me away from what actually they wanted and i've also experienced that with myself like when people try and fix me i completely just distant myself completely but the minute that someone hears me and holds space for me and not try and change whatever i'm going through I feel 
so much more seen and the actual emotions of whatever I'm going through has an opportunity to transmute itself completely dissolve like instead of me trying to if I if so unless I ask you hey I want ideas or I want to be fixed or like help me fix this but let that come from me versus you thinking that that's what I need mm -hmm. which is a pattern that we can fall into oh yeah totally you know yeah I know this isn't the spite the, the juicy conversation but then it creates space for the juicy stuff yeah, I'm telling you like that. So let's chat. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like you need this in order to have the juicy stuff. So like, how do you rust and how do you bring this into the bedroom? How do you start to talk about sex? So a lot of like conversations that I have with friendships and people in my community and just clients, like, how do I ask for what I need? Like, what do I ask for what I desire? And I, and I think me as a woman, when it came to being intimate with my partner, I never even thought that like, I always thought it was about the man in the bedroom personally. You know, and I was like, never thought about like, oh, I can ask for what I want or I want it to feel good for me, too. And so navigating that and like getting into a place of being safe to say, I want this. I feel safe doing this. I like that. I don't like that. Like, how does someone even get there and how can they start that conversation? Mm. Well, of course, the foundation for it all is is feeling that safety and um, trust and connection and reciprocal respect in reference, you know, all of those things at the baseline of the relationship. What I see a lot is that let's just in a in a typical dynamic of a man and a woman, right? He wants her full acceptance and yet is afraid to reveal the parts of himself that she might reject. Mm -hmm. And that's that dark masculine essence that she's really craving, but it integrated, not like in a serving my own desires kind of way, but she wants to know the fullness of him. And, and it might still scare her. I'm not going to lie. But then she wants his full devotion and to feel chosen and all of this. But then if she rejects him, he doesn't want to choose her, you know, like, why the fuck are we doing this? So it's it's such a delicate, um, intricate kind of dance. And the, the what happens in the bedroom is just often a reflection of what's happening in the relationship. So if there's a lack of playfulness and eroticism and just like, I see you and I'm with you and I'm present with all the textures of the energy that's alive right now. And I'm just waiting until we can fuck later. Like yeah. there's no, there's that, no, not like that, that sexual tension and that aliveness. So when people see my page, they have this assumption like, you guys must have so much sex. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like you guys must always be fucking. Like, you know what? We, we, we are just like sexually vibrant. So we can be out picking up the kids from school and we're hugging and we're like just all over each other. And, and that's not normal. <laughs> You know, so I can I can see why people would, would think that, but it's just this erotic aliveness. And that that creates that space for when sex actually unfolds or we get into the kinky things or whatever that is. Right. Then we have more we have this connection established that isn't start and stop. That doesn't start ten minutes before he sticks it in, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like it's every day a part of your lives the alive it's the way of life it's like really the connection the aliveness that is living in your relationship and within ourselves and within ourselves yeah. right which like begins like us really reclaiming our pleasure which is why the self-pleasure practice was an absolutely the most powerful part of my yeah how has connecting to, I'm, I'm gonna bring it up a little bit but how is connecting to the aliveness which is probably like your sexual energy your life source and all that also just influence the rest of your life or how can it? Can it not? I know. <laughs> is it not? Creativity, just being in the flow. Um, I, I was talking with Ryan about this last night, how 
Uh, when someone asks me, how do you bring more pleasure into your business? How do you bring more flow? I'm like, how do you not? I've just been not in that space for so long that I take for granted that when I'm in the space of creating, I'm making art. I'm, I'm, I'm receiving a message and I'm just a conduit of it. You know, I'm not in their disillusion that if I post every day, I'm going to make X amount of dollars. It's not up to me. It's, it's I'm very surrendered to the universe and the flow. And I learned how to do that through my pleasure practice of just opening myself to receiving. I don't know what's going to be happening with my body that day. I can't predict that or control that. But we make it a practice of being deeply present with what's there and just opening ourselves to the possibility of something even more juicy. Yeah. All right. Raise your hand. If you are thinking about 2024, you're starting to set goals, you're starting to review the year, you're starting to see what you really want in the next year. And I find this year so, this time of the year, so interesting because I've definitely been the one that was like, I have to set my goals every single end of the year. I'm going to get on track with my workouts and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I put so much pressure on myself. And then come basically the second week of January, everything would fall through the cracks. And, you know, what I have found to be my secret sauce to truly manifesting and embodying what I want to manifest is not is is truly in reflecting on the last couple year on the last year it is setting intentions so i'm not a big fan of goal setting that's a four whole different conversation goals lead to expectations expectations lead to disappointment and that ends up leaving a lot of pressure on ourselves so i'm here for intentions i love the structure of intentions i love how it sets us up but there has to be a feeling that you want to feel in 2024 and that's truly what i love to lean into and it has changed the game for me every single year. Every single year, I am constantly embodying and taking steps towards the woman that I want to become. I'm attracting opportunities that are so aligned for me. I'm also evolving and looks like for me to live a life fully express in my career, in my personal life, and so on, just by getting really curious and clear on what it, I want to feel like you know, what do I want to, who do I want to feel like when I, for all the things that I want to manifest? Absolute game changer. I will do a podcast episode on this. But what I am currently offering you right now as we transition from 2023 into 2024, this is going to be available all of December and all of January. I am going to be offering 30 minute strategy sessions for individuals. So if you're looking to strategize and get really clear on what you want 2024 to look like, feel like, be like, this session's for you. It's going to be for $88. And I'm also offering couple sessions. So really the opportunity for you as individuals to get really aligned on what your own desires are. But what does that look like in partnership? What does it look like for the actual relationship? And that is going to be a 60-minute session available for $222, so $222. And you can DM me at I am Karenna Soto and ask me more details about it. That is only going to be available for December and January. So if you are interested on in getting support, please message me. I'm really not offering coaching containers anymore. And I got so much feedback on how many people are going to be really offering my, or missing my container. So this is such a rare experience and I wanted to let you know about it. So please, please, please send me a DM if you're interested and we can talk through it. So dropping you back into the episode and enjoy. So I want to talk about that. How can, you know, I feel like there's always these like itches. It's like, oh, I want to do this in the bedroom. Or I want to be open to this. Like 
what comes from what can we do to lean into that and then also like why would someone want to do that you know i feel like it can get scary to lead try into things. like try new things yeah so like if we start to be more sexually and openly expressed in the bedroom like more fully expressed and start to let into our wildness and like lean into things that are like i didn't know i'd ever like that but i like that like that can be scary how can someone navigate that fear of like will i be too much will it not be accepted will it not be wanted I think it's a a matter of just diving into it mm. and see. Sometimes I've been surprised at how much capacity Ryan has had for my just bigness, you know, and, and for me to assume that this is going to be too much. And sometimes he's not in a place to fully meet that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. It's okay, too. You know, and, but, yeah. but I have been very harsh in those moments, especially in the early parts of our journey of, like, why don't you love me? You know, like, why are you rejecting me? And so really, it's a practice of being vulnerable and um, and there is no vulnerability without the possibility of being rejected. And you can also f- always fine tune things together and just say, OK, last season we were really into, you know, the this one particular kink or you wanted to get tied up all the time. And now it's just not my jam. Now I just want you to. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. But as <laughs> yeah, it's only like it's like it. Okay. There's an ebb and flow. Me like, too, nothing's but... stuck either, yeah, right? It's nothing always fluid. Fluid. Like, there's nothing alive. that has to only look like yeah, it. It's alive. And just yeah, because that yeah, worked yeah. then doesn't mean this has to be the thing now. I just, I had a flash of a text I sent Ryan right before as I pulled in. I was like, do this when I get home. Anyway. Is there anything else that you feel called to share with everyone here? Um, you know, the the most recurrent theme lately in all this crazy energetic stuff happened cosmically is to like inquire deeper into what is the part of a part, just a part, the next part that I have been resisting really feeling into. Like, who is she or she? Who is that? And recognizing that the more that we can just look face to face at the parts of ourselves that we're like, this is too much or too weird or it's ick or it's cringe and connect with it and call it home, we become more fully expressed. Yeah, that was so good. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Lucy truly has so much to share with this world. And that interview was just straight fire. So thank you so much for taking the opportunity to listen to that episode. If you would like to follow Lucy or get to know Lucy's offerings, you can find her on Instagram at Lucy Lampy. She is very easy to reach out to on Instagram over DM, as well as through her website if you wanted to reach out to her. And again, if you found this interview is super helpful. Please share it with someone. We would love to get this out to the world. I want to make sure I'm also sharing Lucy's gifts with the world. So please, please, please share this with the perverse person that came to mind and keep a lookout for the third and final interview. The third and final interview is with a couple that are probably some of my favorite people that I have been able to deepen a relationship with over the last year. So I will see you next week.